Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. Oh man, we're about to end the year and I hate saying that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you weren't prepared for that. But um, I hate saying that just because if you're anxious about the end of the year and then you go on any social media thing or any content ever and the first thing you hear from people are like, it's almost the end of the year. It's like, I know, I know. Please leave me alone. God, like, just give me a break. It's like um, my mom pointing out to me things that I already know are wrong and like she's just adding to the worry. It's like, I'm already worried about it. Stop it. But anyway, it's almost the end of the year. Sorry, I got to rip off the band-aid for you. That's what's happening. Um, but happy 1st of December. I hope you're doing well. Today, I want to talk about body image mantras, aka things that I use when I'm having really bad body image days or things that I help clients work on, um, the, the phrases that they use when they're having bad body image days. And for those of you guys that don't know, um, I struggle with body dysmorphia hardcore. I just don't. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, sometimes I think I look great. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with me? But I just never will quite know what I really look like and struggle with getting being prone to hyperfixating on my body and stuff like that. And um, I think I've done a lot of work on that and my body, even if I do struggle with how I think it looks and sometimes being hyperfixated, it's not the main focus on my life anymore, which is good, but I do still struggle. And of course, a lot of my clients struggle being people with binge eating and bulimia, the body image is a part of that. And I think that over time, things can grow, um, you can do better, but it might always be kind of a lifelong journey to work on your body and your relationship with it, which we'll get into in this episode. But that's why I wanted this episode to be today, especially as we get into the holiday season. And I know sometimes with all the cookies and stuff around, you can be a little bit, uh, gain a little bit of weight during this time. Your body can change during this time. You're in the winter. It's normal to just, you know, put on a few pounds of love and that sort of stuff. So if you're struggling with that, I know that I'm struggling a little bit with that. And I'll talk more about that in a later podcast episode day. But I think I'm a little bit higher than what I usually am, just which is normal fluctuations for me during the holidays. And that's fine. And I'm also nursing an injury um, from the half marathon I ran. I have to take basically this, I mean, maybe I'll be up and running in a few weeks, but I have to take some time off from running um, for a minor hip flexor strain that I'm struggling with. And the more, if I try running right now, it just irritates it. So I need to give it time to heal. And that's kind of like, you take time off of exercise and what you're used to, your body changes a little bit. So all that being said, super, super fun. Um, I wanted to give you guys some help and advice on what I'm doing to help myself through like any real or fake changes that I'm perceiving with my body and bad body image days. But I do want to make an announcement. Um, earlier this year, I was planning on redoing my group coaching program and breaking it down and making a whole new program. And then about midway through this year, my life completely blew up <laughs> and like just everything under the sun, not everything under the sun, but basically I ended a long-term relationship, had to move, um, moved to a different city and like went on this retreat, all this sort of crazy stuff happened. And my life just, I had so many different things that happened in my life that I wasn't expecting. And I just put redoing the group coaching program 
on the back burner, but I do ultimately want to get back to it. And this month I am actively working on it now, trying to have a new and up and running program that I'll talk more about um, in January. But uh, this will probably be the last month that the group coaching program as it is right now is available. Not saying it's going to disappear altogether, but I am saying that things are changing with it. And I'm, I there's so much that's amazing about that group coaching program, but there's so much I want to improve upon. I know I can do better and I can make it better. Um, so that's happening uh, this month. So if you are interested in the old group coaching program and you kind of want to be in there, you can still join. It's still available till January. Um, outside of that, I do have a few private coaching spaces available too. If you are still interested, you can join and go to my website, bingebakers.com and book a consult with me and we'll talk and see if we're a good fit and then go from there. All right. So body image mantras. Now, when you hear the word mantras, people kind of roll their eyes. And I do think there's merit to rolling your eyes sometimes. These mantras I carefully crafted to be something, things that are believable. And whatever mantra you say to yourself, I feel like it should be something you actually can get behind that you actually agree with. Saying, calling yourself beautiful every single day when you don't think that you're beautiful uh, is a little bit hard. It feels kind of, you'll feel more resistant to it and almost to look for evidence as to why you're not beautiful and all those things. But the mantras that I chose are ones that I feel like any, they're much more neutral and helpful, especially in bad body image days when you feel anything but attractive or healthy or anything like that. So um, mantras, I think if you mantras are going to be effective, they need to be something that closely aligns to what you already believe, but they're helpful rather than just negative reinforcement. Like you, it's kind of like the principle of if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, that sort of thing. Um, so I think mantras can fit in nicely of their neutral statements that are more productive than the negative statements you so badly want to focus on. And that's kind of what this podcast is. But first, I want to explain what I mean by struggling with your body image. What does that mean? Because it means different things to other people. I mean, if you were having a day or a month or a year where or you just are this person in general where you hyperfixate on your body like it's just you think about it all the time maybe you you're picking at your body or you're um constantly like pinching your stomach fat or something or every time you walk by a mirror you look and see how flat your stomach is or isn't um you are picking apart your body constantly when you see it or you're thinking about all of its flaws or you're hyper aware of how certain how certain things in your body feel maybe like you've a little bit more of a roll in your stomach or something like that, um, uh, wanting it to be different than how it is. And of course, I'm I, I'm a fan of people wanting to change their bodies for the better. I don't have a problem with people wanting to lose weight on purpose. I don't have a problem with people trying to get fit, trying to get healthy, trying to uh, get stronger, trying to be more functional with their bodies. But I'm not a fan of you sitting in the body you have today and then wanting it to be different for negative reasons, as in like, if it's different, then you're somehow more worthy as a human being, or if it's different, then you are somehow able to... I don't know, be a better person or somehow that equates to your value in this world. That's not what I support. So, you know, hyper, um, you're, what I mean by struggling with the body is that you're constantly wanting to be different and then nothing's changing and you can't literally be different in that moment. So you're just pining for something that's not going to happen immediately, or you're just actively hating your body and you have nothing nice to say about your body and you're hating it to the point that you miss out on life because of it. And this is something I see a lot. And this is something on my bad I mean, body machines that I fight actively against a lot are 
people will avoid seeing other people, right? They'll avoid socializing, going out, doing the things that they need to do because of how bad they feel about their bodies, which is just kind of insane, right? Uh, It's not insane. It makes sense why they're doing it, but they think they can't be seen, but their body image is so bad that that impacts their function in life because they can't go out and do the things that they would normally do. And their day is less, less so it's, it's, um, bad because of just simply how they perceive themselves to look and what that means to them and the world. Uh, so that's what I mean by kind of struggling with your body image and like missing your old body, feeling uncomfortable in your current body, uh, those sorts of things. So um, the mantras that I fall back on a lot when I'm having these days, I'm just going to read them out here and then I'll kind of explain each one. And I separated my mantra categories into two. One one was um, just mantras to bring you back into perspective and simple ones you can stay. And the other ones that maybe may take a little bit more work to believe, but are eventual mantras you want to get to or things you want to kind of align with over time. So I'll start with the ones that I feel like most people can get behind and they bring a new perspective to your body image. Um, um, and what I mean by that is that sometimes when you're so hyperfixed in your body, you lose perspective of everything around you and how important your body is and isn't. You get so caught up in the little details that really aren't relevant or important to your well-being or the life around you or the people in it. So the first mantra that I probably use all the time um, is, I'm grateful my body is alive, breathing, and existing that I get to experience the world in this body, that I have a body I can experience the world in. Each of these things, all of these things, are not guaranteed, and every second is a gift. And I know this one's a little bit dark. It's a little bit um, existential. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly, my goodness. Um, It's a little bit existential, but I think it's very important, and it just trumps every other bad body image thought or anything, because it takes you out of, oh, my stomach's not super flat, or oh, I can't see my abs super well, or oh, I have cellulite, or um, I weigh a little bit too much right now, or don't look how I used to look, or like people are going to judge me too you're alive and you're breathing and you're existing. That is not something that's guaranteed. Every single second that you exist in that is a gift. And you have a body right now that allows you to perceive the world and experience the world as it is right now, which is truly, truly special. And you never know when that's going to be gone. I was, this sounds so weird. This is, honestly, this is who I am though. Um, I was, eating um in the sun today because <laughs> i like to go in our kitchen my room is really cold for some reason in my new apartment i need to figure that out there's a heating issue so i'll go into our kitchen and i'll stand by the counter and have like a little bowl of something and it gets to stand in the sun um but it's 20 degrees out so i can't go outside and do that i had to do it but i was sitting there or standing there eating um my tuna fish which is <laughs> what i was having today with some rice and i was feeling the sun on my skin and i was like man It'd be really awful if the sun exploded right now for some reason. Like, it'd be really awful if there was some sort of catastrophic thing that ended the earth right now. And I was like, I'm so grateful to be here feeling the sun on my skin right now. That's amazing. So, it's, But it's true. You never know when there's going to be some sort of cataclysmic event that just wipes out humanity. That's something alone. But then also your body's not always going to be breathing. It's not always going to be alive. And people can take that and make it seem really dark. Or they can take it and and really appreciate it for the fact that, you know, my body isn't the supermodels I see on Instagram that aren't even real. It isn't what I was at 18, but God be damned, it is alive, breathing, and functional, and I'm not even appreciating it. I think it just takes you out of the hyperfixation altogether because... 
those things, yeah, is it nice to sometimes be more aesthetic or because of the stupid clothing system in this com- country or around the world, quite honestly, that to, to fit, to walk into a store and be able to try on anything that you want and it all fit you. It's messed up that it's that way, but I get the appeal in some element and people do judge you based on your appearances and all of the other things and all their preconceived notions about what body should and shouldn't look like. That's all bullshit anyway. But at the end of the day, that stuff is not so important as the fact that you're alive and well in this world. And I think it just makes you immediately zoom out from that perspective. You stop being so close to what you're seeing in the mirror and realize you're you're on this planet, right? Alive and living. And that's something to be truly grateful for. And I feel like everyone can appreciate that um, on some level and understand that it is a gift. Um, another mantra I like to use is I appreciate my body for dot, dot, dot. And a lot of times I, I'm saying like it's breathing, um, but sometimes I think a lot about the fact that uh, I appreciate my body for its ability to be able to walk. Um, I had a client who uh, she had a horrible accident a long time ago and couldn't walk from it. And she actually is building up to maybe being able to walk again. But I think about that constantly. And I think about another um, story I heard where someone was just randomly paralyzed by some weird twist that they did in their body and just are never going to be able to walk again. I mean, maybe with the chips that they're making with um, Elon Musk, then maybe they'll be able to help paralyze people walk again. But I just appreciate my body for something that is so nice, uh, so that I take for granted every single day that is something that not everyone has. And with this hip flexor injury right now too, like I really miss running. I want to go back to running as soon as possible, but um, it's made me appreciate the fact that I could run at all and the fact that I can still walk. Like, thank goodness I can still do that, right? That's such a pleasure that my body allows allows me to have every day. Maybe it's not Instagram model, whatever perfection Photoshop I think it should look like. It is amazing that it can walk around every day. And I ask this question to some of my clients sometimes, and if someone's deeply struggling with their body image and self-hatred, they don't want to say they appreciate body for anything. But I want to offer you that that's not a helpful mindset. And you can choose to stay in that zone of, I don't appreciate anything about my body, or you can choose to appreciate your body for something today. It's an active choice you need to make. And if you're stuck in that, like you need to be the one that kind of accepts that you're feeling this kind of self-hatred and deepness for yourself, but then be like, okay, if I don't start thinking intentionally differently about my body, nothing's going to change and I'm always going to be this miserable and it's only up to you. I cannot fix that. No one else can fix that. You're going to have to be the person that chooses to think differently about yourself and chooses to see the good in your body, no matter what body you have, at what stage you're at. Um, Another mantra that I like to use is, I heard this on a podcast recently. It was some sort of mindset podcast. So it's not my original quote and I'm so sorry I can't think of it, but um, I'm sure multiple people have been said it otherwise. Someone just took, oh my gosh, some big IG company screenshot of one of my posts and reposted it and didn't even tag me. And it's like, what's wrong with you? Why, or, or at least admit that like you didn't make the post, someone else made the post. Um, but anyway, it was on some, let me find it actually, now that I'm saying that. Just a little edit. <laughs> I wanted to pop in here and give credit to Alex Hermosi. That's who I heard this kind of tip from of if you woke up in a different body than you had uh, when you're older. He said something like this on a podcast I heard recently. So that's where this is from. This other mantra is, if I were 99 years old and woke up in this body today, 
that I have right now, how would I feel, act, and think? And this one, again, is a perspective shift of we get so caught up in, oh, we're really bummed out how we look today. We're a little bit more bloated. We're a little bit more, uh, we're retaining water today. Maybe we're heavier than we'd like to be, or we're skinnier than we'd like to be, or maybe our body isn't as functional or as healthy as we'd like it to be. Some people that I know, it's not just about body fat. Like they're in chronic pain and no matter what they do, they can't seem to fix it. And their body's just in pain all the time. But how would you feel if you were suddenly 99, 99 years old and you woke up? in the same body you have right now. I'm assuming most of my audience is not 99 years old. If you're 99 years old, then maybe imagine if you're 120 and you woke up in this body that you have right now. What would you think, feel, and act and do with that body? And I know if I were 99 years old and I woke up in the body today, I would have zero complaints and I'd be so grateful, so appreciative, so thankful. I'd be so happy. I would probably go, even with the hip flexor strain, because if I woke up right now, I'd be the same. I'd both go out, run around, take an ibuprofen, and then run around some more and just have a good jolly time and walk every single place I could. I'd walk for miles and miles and miles. And then I'd probably like take tons of pictures of myself in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I'm so hot, blah, 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 all these things. And then I would probably wear the most ridiculous outfit and walk around in the town and then I'd just have a good time and I'd eat probably a really good meal and then I'd go to bed a happy 99 year old woman that's what I would do so it's just like we get so caught up even if you're um not just I'm 28 but some people are that are listening to us I know they're in the 60s 70s 80s but you would still be so grateful to have the body you have right now the time that you have the ableness that you have that you won't always have forever so it's really important to keep that in mind and I like thinking about it that way it just brings me immediately out of all the little stupid details that I'm caught up on and, and it kind of puts you back into gratefulness rather than being somewhat of an ungrateful person towards your body and what it can do for you right now. Another mantra that I use is I can still uh, enjoy and feel happy in the body I have today. And then I ask myself, how can I do that? So it's affirming that like I think a lot of times with body image, this is where it gets into being debilitating is you think because I look a certain way, I can't go out. My common thing is if I'm feeling a little bit bloated or a little bit just heavier, it's less motivating for me to go out in public for sure, especially to areas where I need to be physical, like going to the gym. It's kind of hard for me to want to go there and have people see my body as if anyone's paying attention to me, but that's what body dysmorphia does and hyperfixation on your body does. It makes you kind of think, oh, everyone's staring, everyone cares when no one actually does, but it's a problem and it's a very real feeling that we all usually have. So um, what I try to do is think, remind myself, I can still enjoy and feel happy in my body that I have today. And how can I experience that? And sometimes the answers are different, but usually answer things in like, I can still go out and do the things I need to do. Like I refuse to not go to the gym just because my body maybe is a little heavier or not what I'm, not as comfortable as it used to or something like that. I will always show up and allow myself to be seen. And that's something I firmly believe in doing because it's an act of rebellion against those thoughts and it's proving those thoughts wrong by doing it. And I usually never regret going out, especially if I feel like I shouldn't go out because of how my body looks. I always I never regret that. Um, and it helps me see that I can still have fun and experience things. And then um, also, it maybe is a combination of me wearing more comfortable clothes that fit me more properly in the body that I have right now. Um, maybe it's like being a little bit nicer to myself while I'm out and being like, you know, your appearance is not the only thing. What can what do you want to take on or take in that's around you? What do you want to experience that's not just how your body looks and thinking about how it how perfect or not perfect it looks and all those things. And then who do you want to enjoy? What do you want to do? It's not so much about what you look like, but what you want to do and act and think. So 
those are kind of the answers I come up with, but I think this is a really good statement of almost rebellion against the body dysmorphia. Okay. Um, and then another one that I like to use, which is something I've kind of been saying this whole time is hyperfixating on my body robs me of the joy I can experience today. Like every second you waste being dissatisfied with your body, it doesn't do anything. One, like, like, okay, you hate your body. Okay, cool. Like what, what do you want to do from there? Do you, do we just want to sit and hate? Right. And like talk about all the reasons why you're disgusting. No, probably doesn't change anything. It doesn't motivate you any further. It doesn't do anything for you. And then also it reminds you of, you can be doing so many better things with your time and you can be out seeking joy or happiness or whatever experience you need to experience today. Like sometimes hyperfixating your body is distracting you from pain you need to process or sadness or discomfort um, of other things. And like you're just using your body as a distraction for those other transitions. Whatever it is, hyper, hyperfixating on your body is not useful. It's robbing you of whatever experience you can be having today that's more important than whatever your mind is trying to tell you about your body. And it's something you need to keep in mind. And then outside of these mantras, this is something I've been talking about a lot with people lately is take action on these mantras. Don't just say the mantras, but then prove them true by action. So intentionally, you can't you can't um, fix what your mind brings up without you thinking about it like unintentional thoughts you can't help those you can help what you hold on to when you choose to think about on purpose so choose to think better thoughts about your body choose to focus on these thoughts that i just told you today but then also choose to do other things choose to act differently than what your thoughts are telling you to do right choose to go out anyway choose to wear comfortable clothing choose to not restrict or not be harmful to your body because of what you think it looks like and what you think you should do act in a rebellion against those things and prove these new thought processes and belief systems true. All right. These are then the next category kind of mantras that are truths you need to believe, meaning that at some point I really want you to adopt these ideals. And some of these will be repeats from earlier that I said, but these are ones that might be a bit more of a stretch mantras. I think most people can get behind what I just said and the other mantras, but these ones I think you might have a little bit resistance to, or you might feel like a little bit like, oh, I don't actually believe that. But at some point I want you to try to get on the bandwagon with these mantras. So maybe save them for future ideas and while I'm saying them you could even think like what's preventing me from believing this right now and could I possibly get behind this and if I could how might I go about doing that how might I think differently what evidence can I find to support this new belief system that I'm not quite ready to adopt but I kind of want to adopt be thinking about that while I'm saying these things so the first one is someone out there right now thinks you're incredibly sexy and wonderful just the way you are they would love to have your body or experience your body um and I know not everything is about like other people liking you but i think that is a big motivation between uh behind body dysmorphia is like how other people perceive you and experience you and not that like you want everyone to be into your romantically but still to appreciate your body so that's why i said this like someone out there right now there's at least one person on this planet right now that would see you as you are right now and think you're incredibly sexy and wonderful just the way you are and I, your brain probably has so many fighting words for me right now. Your brain's like, but, 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 and Jacqueline, here's all the reasons why. I just want you to stop arguing with me for a second and try to consider that this is true. Like, just, just think, if this were true, why would they think that? How would that be possible? What are the reasons they might think you're fine just the way you are? What are the reasons they think you're incredibly sexy just the way you are without having to change a damn thing? If you haven't showered in a few days without even having to shower for a few days, why would that person fucking love you the way that you are right now? Answer those questions rather than fighting the 
fighting against what I said. The next thing is your body is a gift no matter what's going on with it. This one is hard and this one comes from a place of privilege because while I have experienced some problems with my body, I have never experienced a paralyzing accident. I've never experienced a chronic illness. Um, the most I experience is that my body the circulation isn't great and I have Raynaud's syndrome. So almost every day, especially during the winter, I will have some sort of Raynaud's attack where my hands and feet just go numb and it really sucks and it's really annoying. And sometimes it goes away on its own, but then sometimes I have to like use hot water. Really, that's the best remedy for it to get it to go away. And it sucks. And my hands just aren't as functional sometimes because of that, which is really frustrating. But other than that, other than that that's a very mild thing to experience. I haven't experienced chronic, chronic pain or chronic diseases or um, chronic debilitating things like not being able to walk. But I still believe I like to, I like to think and consider that even if I were um, 300 pounds more than I am right now, which would again be somewhat debilitating or I were not able to walk anymore, that I would still be able to appreciate my body as the gift that it is no matter what's going on with it. I think of people that aren't even able to move or talk at all, right? They just can, they just um, are only able to use their minds to communicate and technology, right? They still somehow find a will to live and experience the world. Every second that you get to perceive the world, just being able to see the world, nothing else, or just being able to hear the world, nothing else, and being able to smell the world or experience the vibrations of the world. It's, it's a perception of reality that is not guaranteed and is such a precious gift. And that's something that we need to all get behind and something I try to remind myself every day, especially when I'm not feeling as grateful for life, feeling a lot more grateful for life nowadays than I have in a long, long time. But the body you have allows you to do that. And therefore, no matter what body you have, it is a gift. And if you feel resistance to that, question it, but also hear what I'm saying, that this body you have is the body you have, no matter what you do. Like, it is what you're stuck with. You can change some things about it, but it is what you have. You might as well appreciate it for the gift that it is because it is one. All right. Um, another mantra I want you to accept that at some point is that one day you'll look back on this day and wish you were nicer to yourself. And I know some people think that, oh no, they deserve to be hated on. They deserve to not love themselves. They deserve to be mean. That's what motivates them. That's what makes them better. But I disagree. I think that honestly, like everyone could use a lot more love and kindness and gentle nourishment um, in the form of uh, self-love, you know, to them, to themselves. It just sucks how mean we are and we think that's motivating. But at some point, you're going to look back, you're going to see a photo of yourself from today or if you remember this date and think, I wish I were a bit nicer to myself. I wish I gave myself more grace. I wish that I didn't focus so much on my body and I wish I just had gone out and gone to that party or just experienced my day without focusing on it so much, without thinking about it so much. I wish I had actively tried to just think about other things and to focus on other things because at the end of the day, it didn't matter. And that's something I want you to get behind. Um, And then the other thing I wrote was liking your body, especially if you struggle with body dysmorphia and eating, eating disorders, requires effort. It's like a relationship. You have to work to maintain it. If you love your partner, but you never say or act, say it or act on it, they'd never know. It's the same with your body. If you never tell your body or act to your body as though you love it, it's never going to know. You need to put an effort and it's an ongoing thing you have to put an effort towards, just like an ongoing relationship. Your body requires love from you. It requires active effort from you. And especially if you struggle with a body dysmorphia or an eating disorder or both, I think it's going to be a lifelong battle. And I think I'm just speaking for me, but other also clients that I've seen, I still have a tendency to go to 
criticizing my body and hyperfixating my body when other things in my life aren't going well. And I have a tendency just to do that, even if things are going well, to think that's the most important. It's like a hole in my brain. It's like this this weird default setting that I have that if I'm not careful and I'm not putting in the work consistently to not go there, my brain is going to go there. It's just the default program programming that I have. And maybe that's genetic. Maybe it's from my upbringing. Maybe it's what's most likely is a combination of factors, but that is the case. And so it's a lifelong effort for me and for others to put in the work daily to appreciate your body and to choose the thoughts that are going to help you on purpose, to choose to think differently about your body and act differently towards your body. It requires effort, but it's something that you should want to do and I want to do because it's the only body you have. And feeling love for your body feels a whole lot better than constantly hating your body and shaming it. It's just so much easier. And loving your body, people think that that's stupid and that's going to make you soft and that you're going to eat a bunch of cookies. But self-love for your body and appreciation for your body sometimes means taking your body to go move or do a workout and do some hard stuff. Sometimes it means um, that you eat a really fresh salad with lots of vegetables because you know it's what your body needs and you love your body, not just eating a bunch of cookies and and bacon, right? <laughs> like self-love for your for your body is not just taking a bubble bath and having wine. It's also getting enough sleep, it's working out, it's moving, it's uh, nourishing your mind with new content and information and educating yourself. It's giving yourself greens and salads and healthy protein and carbs that you know are going to fuel you in fiber. It's um, doing all those things, getting your vitamins in. And sometimes it's giving yourself a little tough love of we're not going to go there today in terms of criticizing our body constantly, but we are going to give ourselves also tough love in getting out and doing the things that we know are healthy for us. So be careful what you're equating self-love to. I think it can be bubble baths and some Cheez-Its or something while you chill and read a romance novel. That can totally be it, but it also can be doing the healthy stuff and grinding a little bit for yourself. And I think that's something you need to adopt long term. Um, If you want to have a good relationship with your body, it's going to require constant work, not hours a day, but some work each day. I've talked long enough about body image mantras. I'm going to let you guys go here. I hope you enjoyed it. These are the mantras I use all the time with me, myself, and my clients. And I think that they're helpful. And I think there are other things that I use for sure. But um, these ones are much more of a grand scale body image mantra type style that I feel like most people can get behind no matter what body you have, where you are in the world. Um, And I think these at the end of the day are the most crucial to us appreciating our life. Um, regardless of what our body looks like. So anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Never give up on yourself and look forward to some content from me in the upcoming weeks. Um, I'm filming a holiday podcast episode with Marcus Kane tomorrow. I need to have more guests in the podcast. It's not that I think I'm just all cool and I hate guests. It's just that I'm really bad at messaging back and forth with people. I probably need to hire someone to do that for me because I just don't like it. I get anxiety with it. But if you know any guests that you'd like to see in the podcast, um, point them out to me, um, email me about them or message that guest to get on my podcast. But um, let me know about them. All right. Anyway, never give up on yourself. Enjoy these cozy months. Bye.